previously on Incredible Critics. And last and certainly least, Frankie Fusco. Hey, Ben. Or should I say, hey, twinsy. Ben and I, for no um, unbeknownst to us, are wearing the same exact shirt. Unbeknownst unbeknownst (laughs) to us, meaning literally seconds after we hit record, Frankie runs and is like, hang on, don't, don't start the podcast yet. And throws on a white shirt. Hmm. Not sure what you're talking about. We are the Incredible Critics. Incredible, not because we're great, but of course, because our credibility should seriously be in question. I am Ben Franco. This week, we're going to talk about what's on, reviewing The Dragon Prince, and then talking about what movies we would take into a nuclear bomb shelter. This week's a little different. I'm not able to be there for the regular recording with the guys, so I'm recording mine ahead of time. I'll interject a couple of times, but guys, I leave it in your hopefully good hands. Joining me, Tim Gruber, Frankie Fesco, and Andrew Moore. What's going on, guys? Tim, how you been? Been good. Been good. I just had a family full of uh, sick uh, kids with colds that have it's been it's been madness but it's been good we're we're all doing much better now so <laughs> so now i have uh like a youth all-nighter to look forward to this weekend so oh, wow. i just realized what you're you- finally outnumbered i now have someone else here with me who doesn't have a kid <laughs> <laughs> and we can't relate to your problems yeah yep it's naughty noses and germs <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> not sorry What's uh what's new with you, Andrew? Uh just a whole lot of work and a whole lot of high school football, which I do enjoy a lot. So that not not a whole lot new there. You want to elaborate on the high school football? Like you just go there and watch games? Like in, in so I work for community? a I work for a digital publication website in my area because uh I live in a small town and the area around here doesn't get television coverage the way other areas do. So the, our whole market's based upon providing a TV station, like news coverage, sports coverage, event coverage, um, in an online format. And, uh, and we survive off of advertising revenues kind of thing. And, uh, and part of the, a big part of that involves shooting and creating highlights of the local football teams and uh all the stuff around that and that's it's a lot of fun especially when you get to know the kids after you know working with them over the years and stuff it's it's neat back when you were in high school football what position did you play i did not i was not allowed to play football my mom (laughs) would not let me because you've met me i am about as intimidating as a saltine cracker that is 100 percent accurate and about as delicate (laughs) stale Oh. Hey. <laughs> fair enough fair enough how about so you what, frankie what about I, what about me i was waiting for someone to ask me what Thanks, about guys uh i just came back from a bachelor party in denver um colorado hey it was a lot of fun we did some uh hiking and camping and uh an Oktoberfest celebration so it was my first time in denver it was a in really September. cool city sorry continue it, well, Oktoberfest <laughs> is actually celebrated in September. It doesn't uh, mean October. I mean, it's a celebration of the king, Germany. Oct. Back like 200 years. Yeah. But anyway, the point of it was uh, we did that. And I realized that um, being the fattest one of your friends in Denver 
not fun because everyone else is just walking fine and i'm out there like i don't know like i smoke 10 packs of cigarettes a day (laughs) taken a few days like early to acclimate to the elevation yeah exactly exactly i have a theory that denver and everyone there is super active like you couldn't walk around without seeing people like jogging or biking or running um and i have a theory that they all are just training to be superheroes in other cities they're all super it's like that's yeah like their denver is denver's their crypt you know their krypton and then um every other city is their yellow sun does that make sense so they go to other places and become superheroes it's my theory yeah i think there's some holes in that but uh it makes solid theory and honestly (laughs) it's better than some of the series coming out of the dc extended (laughs) worlds like seven jokers, but all at the same time, but all in the same universe. We'll figure uh, out. Oh, all right. That's Ben yelling at us to uh, oh, move oh, on. Get back on task. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Ben. All right. We'll talk about what's on. All right, guys, guys, I'm going to have to stop you there. It's time for Frankie's favorite music in what's on. All started out this week. Uh, I watched the trailer to Maniac. This is the Netflix show starring uh, Emma Stone and Jonah Hill. It's uh, in, set in a alternative universe. Uh, I've only watched the first episode, and I'm intrigued. I'm cautiously optimistic that this is going to be great, but it could go either way. It's kind of kind of 50 50 Uh, i'm not sure if either you guys any of you guys have been able to check it out but it's this weird dystopian alternative new york landscape which is really fun to watch really fun to see the differences uh it's a little it i feel like it should be a little more subtle it's a little too on the nose but uh i'm like i said cautiously optimistic about the show what have you guys been watching this week i you're wrong, Ben. I'm sure that you probably guessed that I watched Stargate. <laughs> but you're wrong. Again, I didn't. We've already established that's over with. We have been watching Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> Do you ever watch anything without the word star in it? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Look, this is the series my wife picked. And this is how I again know that. I picked the right wife. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. We're in season two already because the first season was short, which I didn't remember that. First season's like a half season, which back then, like in the 90s or like late 90s, that didn't happen. So it was like a weird pilot season. And then all the rest of the seasons are like 20,000 episodes, you know how they do yeah so what about you frankie i have been watching uh the princess dragon mononoke thing that i watched on the plane ride to (laughs) denver and um i also started watching this tv show on the on uh is it prime or netflix prime and it's called um abstentia and it's with the chick from castle 
Hmm. Basically, it's about uh, an FBI agent who goes missing, and they declare her dead by this serial killer mobster guy. Oh, that's nice. And he gets put in jail for it. She's gone for six years, and then she magically turns back up, and and you're trying to figure out what happened because she doesn't remember anything, but she's all beat up and found in like a water tank. Okay, so she doesn't show up like with no memories. Yeah, she shows up with like she can't remember. She remembers being held uh, hostage, but it's all she remembers. Isn't there a show about that? Like, yeah. yeah. Isn't there another there's show about that? There's like a thousand shows. <laughs> but the lady that. wakes up with a few extra tattoos, tattoos. <laughs> in, a, in a in a bag. Oh yeah, yeah. Pretty much similar. Similar. I think it's a little better than the girl with the dragon tattoos. Actually, there's that. a there's another show about that. Uh, there's like, like seven old shows sci-fi show. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Carrying huh. idea. But this is different because it's an FBI agent, Tim. Um, what was I thinking? Yeah. That's fair. But but yeah, so that and then uh, and that that was it so far. That's what I binged over on the plane rides. But it, it was a pretty good show. I don't. I'm excited for season two if they make it. What about you, Andrew? Um, I've been watching uh, the Last Dragon Bender. Um, no, the Dragon no, Prince. Uh, created by the same creators as avatar the last airbender um and continuing season three of the 100 um and i'm really liking the the heart like the more sci-fi-ish that the the show is getting uh the 100 not the dragon prince (laughs) okay it starts out as this kind of it's definitely sci-fi but has like a mix of like survival-ish like post-apocalyptic genre going on and now another show that has the same concept in in a million other shows that have been out yeah well there's nothing new under the sun so and it was on Netflix. but at least this one is a little more original i mean they're like isn't it isn't the 100 where they send 100 people back to earth concept of it is is yes pretty unoriginal but um the further the show gets it gets it gets more depthful and like i was saying in another podcast it they took some risks and they actually kill off characters on like up until recent you know shows well at least from what i've seen there's not a whole lot of risk taking in hollywood for killing off characters and not Mm -hmm. that i'm saying that 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 makes a good show that's not what makes a good show but if it's done right it it leaves some impact yeah, it's good. Yeah, it sounds cool. I, I I definitely want to check it out after hearing you talk about it. Note, little note, note though, advisory warning. It, there's there's a little bit of questionable content in it. It's a it's a hard TV fourteen. So yeah, Ooh, it's a hard CW, TV fourteen, right? Meaning there hard are some parts TV of it that I'm surprised 14. it's not TVMA, but for, for the violence side of it, <laughs> getting nuts. You hear that? So thanks, thanks to our sponsor. Fit Angel, you're not a sponsor, <laughs> but you clean up our eyeballs. Fit Angel, that's their catchphrase. That's the that's crazy. Uh, next, we are going to go in review the Dragon Prince. War is full of uncertainty. We strike when the moon is highest. Moonshadow elves are dangerous elite fighters. Can't you just make peace with them? It's not that simple. There's history of wrongs on both sides. Humans cut down the king of the dragons and destroyed his only egg, the dragon prince. Justice will not be denied. You need to see something. 
This changes everything. Maybe it could stop the war. It's up to us now. We have to return this egg to Zadia. So The Dragon Prince is a American animated television show. It is nine or I think nine episodes long. It's made from the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender. The IMDb synopsis is two human princes who forge an unlikely bond with the elfin assassin sent to kill them embarking on an epic quest to bring peace to their war warring lands. I'm pretty sure there are a couple of uh, grammatical errors in there, but that promise, that's that's on IMDb. Um, like I said, this is from the creators of Avatar The Last Airbender. So uh, it follows a very similar formula to Avatar The Last Airbender. And it's a little bit shorter. It, it feels like half a season, so I, I think they may like just drop another season like later this year or already in production on the second season. But, uh, I really enjoyed this. It's not, it's not as good as avatar yet, but it's, it's really, really well done. Um, there are really subtle, positive storylines and positive things thrown in specifically for children they don't like hammer home any type of like moral objective but there are some really good things that they talk about like i mean they deal with some really serious stuff like being a, a stepson um being different and and how to handle being different and why it's important to uh embrace being different things like that like really serious stuff but all in this very whimsical light manner the the characters are really, really well developed. Both the um, uh, both the protagonists, the the good guys in the show, and also the villains. The the villains, you almost don't know if you're supposed to not like the villains. Like they're really well developed characters for being an anime show. I mean, the the villains are just as well written and well developed as the. Uh, main characters so it kind of gives that feeling of you know it being kind of a, a a sense that both sides are good guys they're just viewing things from two different perspectives and this is kind of the storyline is going to bring them together um, really enjoyed it really interested to see what you guys think I know I'll I'll leave the Scottish accents to Frankie because oof I'll, I'll let you go off on them, but really enjoy the show. So, so what did you guys think of it? Let's, let's talk about this dragon Prince Netflix anime cartoon attempt. Um, you know, we started talking about it cause Andrew brought it up and was talking about the, the way the, the frame rate is what you're talking choppy about. Originally. Animation. That it looks kind of choppy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that when I watched it. I saw it in the trailers, um, but when I actually watched the the movie, the movie, the TV show, it's kind of like a movie. It's eight episodes. It's on Netflix. It's from the creators of The Last Airbender. They're like twenty five minute episodes, so you're really looking at like you know like two and a half hours, three hours of total TV. Mm -hmm. So it's very easy to binge uh, if you're into anime or cartoons. You know, I I think it's I think it's worth your time. It was it was pretty cool. The animation though was fine. I, I thought it was pretty seamless. It might have just been the way they were cutting things for the trailer. Um, my only issue that I really I had a few issues, but my biggest <laughs> issue, the only thing that stopped me from watching it, almost stopped me from watching it, was the uh, 
Scottish accents. The elves in this world have Scottish accents, the, 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 and they're not good Scottish accents. <laughs> very forced, um, Austin Powers Scottish accents. At least the Moonshadow elves have Scottish accents. We don't know about the 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 Sun. What is it? The Sunfire elves or something like that? Or there's other elves too. Okay, well, the Moonshadow elves <laughs> are from Scotland, and uh, but they've never been there, and they just heard the accent once and decided they wanted to do it. Besides that, if um, everything else I thought was pretty good, what'd you guys think of it? I'll, I'll, I guess I'll go first. So, uh, not first, but second. Um, <laughs> so to well, now to you just lost that, Tim. What did you think of it? Well, what about you, Ben? What did you think of it since you recorded 20 minutes about this topic? I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I only watched I actually so I will go real quick. I only I've only watched like 3 episodes of it. There is definitely an issue. I would guess that you watched it on the plane on your iPhone or something. <laughs> With Monoprice headphones, Frankie, is this true? No. Oh, I he's, watched, yeah, I watched Frankie said my... it's true. No, use Monoprice headphones. That. I did not. I watched on my <laughs> iPad. My oh, okay. Um, Apple headphones. Which, yeah, which it is less noticeable the the lower the quality is. That makes sense. But yeah, on my, like, I watched sections of it on my computer, and then I started searching online about it, and I probably watched more behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff about it than I did about the show so far. I've, I've enjoyed it so far. Um but I've like I said, I've only watched three of the episodes. But there's there is definitely some animation issues. But it honestly is it's a very gorgeous um, style that they went with. That it they kind of are doing this two mock two D in a three D uh, engine somehow, where it's like a little bit cell shaded, a little bit um, very painted and artistic backgrounds and layers behind the characters. Um, to kind of mimic 2D yeah. animation. And it there's some cases where it does not work very well. And then there's yeah. other cases where it's it's fine. It's like where they are trying to do a specific style the I whole agree. time. And then certain shots, it's like they forgot and they just animate it like you would During animate the it. Action scenes, it, it seems to work fine. It's yeah. the transitional motion scenes where it's just like everyday movements or talking, yes. where yeah. it feels very stuttery and and not smooth. And it it definitely feels like it's it's trying to mimic, like you said, the style of say, um, anime or traditional cartoons because you don't have quite as smooth animation generally with those. Um, but when you mix it with that three D element, it, it looks a little stuttery sometimes and it and for me it pulled me out a little bit but like like you tim i love the aesthetic it's it's really colorful yeah. gorgeous the background scenes are are beautiful um the character designs are cool um i've watched the whole uh, show like frankie but um transition what the what pulled you out just some of the stuttery animations in in some gotcha. of the the more Less tense not moments. the double-headed snake or the <laughs> not the magic snake. Scottish. So about elves. the story overall, um, it definitely feels like a nine-episode season one of a show. It feels a little rushed. Uh, it it's very tropey. A, a lot of the characters at first feel very tropey, in my opinion. You have the the main one of the main characters, Callum, 
is kind of the unsure of himself young man who's supposed to be a, a, a knight or a, or a prince and have all the the attributes of a prince but isn't really good at anything but surprise he's actually good at something i don't want to spoil too much the the little kid is this innocent little kid who has a heart for animals trope and then you have the assassin girl who doesn't want to be an assassin or kill people because she has a sensitive heart kind of kind of trope so like you have those 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 character arcs there that are uh a little bit cliche but I you like the, I I like the personalities and the performances of the characters and actors so much that I can kind of get past that and by the end of the season it 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 looks like there's more depth coming into the show and I'm I'm excited to see what what the show brings it's not enough to keep me from watching it I still think it's a solid show Yeah it definitely doesn't have an ending it, you know it leaves you kind of you know, they break it into chapters and it, it kind of does feel like the first chapter of a book or the first quarter of a book. And then you yeah. kind of, you're going to continue with the next Thankfully, season. I think there's two books confirmed. Yeah. So, and they'll probably go ahead and release. Um, my thought would be release them in the spring. It would probably won't be a year until the next one comes out. It'll probably be like right. the other Netflix shows that are broken Hopefully. into parts, part one, part two, part three, pretty much all released in the same year. Uh, but did we let Ben talk yet? I don't remember. Ben enjoyed it. Ben enjoyed it. Good job, Ben. Hey, Ben. Thanks for. <laughs> I don't know. Did we? That. Did we leave room for Ben? Too bad. He should have showed up. He should have showed up. <laughs> uh, real uh, quick, would you recommend it to anybody who doesn't like animes? Not doesn't like, but doesn't watch animes or so cartoons or anything like that. I think there's a, a a little bit of a line you can draw there. Um, anime, most people would equate with like the Japanese uh, animation stuff that the stereotypical things you would think of i wouldn't consider things like avatar the last airbender in the same vein um it's it's definitely a more western show it has western style humor and feels more like a saturday morning cartoon than anime um so if you like kids shows um or even shows just with with an interesting world being developed around it i'd say you definitely enjoyed it would enjoy it Yes. Yes, as well. Yeah, I think um, there's elements of it that are. It is what is it is rated like what TVY seven or something? Yeah. Yeah. Is is it uh, uh, Andrew? Is is it a hard TVY? Or is it? (laughs) It is. It is a super soft. Okay. Super soft. Yeah. But up until the last two episodes, no spoilers. Yeah, but it's not. It's not too kiddie, like ridiculous, over the top ridiculous. There's a well, lot it's of not Barbie. And, and it, yeah, and it's not a bunch of those weird shows that are on Cartoon Network right now that are supposed no. to be for kids, but are just real weird and creepy. Um, and like it's everything somewhere. on Cartoon Network. Yeah, it's definitely somewhere in between that. It's a you know, it's a show kids can enjoy, but you might also wa- enjoy watching it with your kids. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. This week, we posted on our Facebook page. The nukes have launched, and you're running to your fallout shelter. You have all your supplies and have enough time to grab five movies. Everyone needs entertainment in the apocalypse. What five movies would you choose? I'll tell you mine and go through my reasoning why. Children of Men, because it's a phenomenal film. Yes, Tim, it is depressing, but it's so good. You need something that you can show your children of this is good filmmaking right here so then uh inception 
because I think it's the most fun Christopher Nolan film. It's still serious, but also the most fun. Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is the uh, most experimental film and yet still really approachable and really fun and a little bit lighter. Ten Things I Hate About You because you need a good, you know, light rom-com. And then lastly, La La Land, in case I happen to be in the same shelter as Frankie. That way I can annoy him. Okay, question for you, number one. Why am I still carrying DVDs around? I feel like there's definitely more important things to do. Bigger question. DVDs. How are you going to watch? Yeah, bigger question. How are you going to watch a DVD in the apocalypse? Yeah, what are you doing? to say? What if... I almost would think uh, maybe I imagine you you have only five movies worth of battery left on your cell phone. Right. And, you, and instead of using it as a flashlight. Or on your Zoom HD. I mean, you guys have seen Tom Cloverfield Lane. He watches movies. He has an electric generator. I, I, go to think, I do have a bunch of DVDs and Blu-rays still, but they are all in like one of those CD like 300 oh you just CD. grab the whole case and you're yeah. good <laughs> one of those books you know yeah. what I'm talking about? A given scenario in a perfect apocalypse we could all grab right. it. now the apocalypse is perfect that's what you're saying <laughs> well so there was there was some some good comments maybe we'll get to after we go over ours but there were some people who were like well i have three i have a trilogy in one case does that count as one <laughs> makes, movie totally makes sense to me i agree like, with them yeah, okay <laughs> yeah that counts that. I see it. All right, let's let's go blow through them real quick. Go for uh, Tim, it. which which ones which ones were you? So, well, I initially wanted to keep to the exactly five movies rule. So when I posted, I put, um, and I, let me just go through them one at a time, and I'll tell you, give me give you my reasons. So the first movie I chose was Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. It's where it all began, so I picked that as my number one first pick. The second pick, I actually picked Star Wars Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back. Again, classic, potentially one of the best Star Wars movies ever. Um, so for my next choice, I picked Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> and I thought that was a great pick. That's one of my, maybe my favorite Star Wars. I don't know. And then I, I had two more choices, and I was like, what, "What? What? What am I gonna? What am I gonna pick? Like maybe get like an Alfred Hitchcock film, or, <laughs> or like a like a Scorsese piece, or or uh, I went with Star Wars Episode Seven, The Force Awakens. J.J. Abrams classic. It's got classic J.J. Abrams, classic Star Wars, <laughs> future Star Wars, also more classic Star Wars." All wrapped into one mystery box, let's say. Let's just call it. Okay. And and then this is the then, one choice that you picked that I hate. Go ahead. Yeah. So then my final choice is probably one of my top Ryan Johnson films of all time. <laughs> the Last Jedi. Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi. <laughs> and that's because in my apocalypse scenario, episode nine isn't out yet. Right, and that's true. I'm oh, not going to no. take any of the prequels. Let's just be Ooh, real. I think I'd take the prequels over the. I uh, know I would not still turn this not into take that the discussion prequels. tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Let's not let's not digress here. But Andrew, um, what were what were your choices? So I went with just my impulse decision. Just please, role playing. Please here. give me their hard and soft ratings. Um, 
the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, just because I, I tried to picture movies that a I I I just would need to see again, and b I knew I could watch over and over and over and still love them. So those have a special place in my heart for a number of reasons, um, some family connections, and uh, and they're just great movies. Yeah. Um, and there's a little bit of everything in them. They, they're uplifting. They come down a little bit. There's action. There's some comedy. It's good stuff. Some romance. All right. And the Star Wars yeah. Empire Strikes Back was the second one. Solid. Or the, technically the fourth one um, because it's my favorite Star Wars movie and I had to include Star Wars in there. And, uh, and then the Princess Bride because I figured yes. I need something just that can lift my spirits at any time and that's one of my favorite comedies so i could probably rewatch that movie over like and over again 50 times I'd and not get sick of it that movie a dozen two dozen times oh so yeah there already <laughs> <clears throat> definitely I, I don't i don't disagree with any of your choices i went um a little bit different i went with movies that would help me survive in the apocalypse so i went <laughs> that's with the a road. little more practical yeah a little more practical the road mad max fury road um zombie lands mostly because i don't know if this is a zombie apocalypse but at least there's a company <laughs> in the mix so i don't get yeah. super depressed okay yeah for real and, and, and those rules are rules to live by yeah and then yeah. enter the dragon and fist of fury two great Jet Li movies i'm oh, not Jet Li, bruce lee movies uh so i can learn kung fu to defend myself in the apocalypse it's good Just study them over and over again, again. very practical frankly very, yeah a different so. approach than basically everybody so, so basically, so that's how you know I'm right. Let's pull a couple of people out. Um, we have uh, ooh, Kyle Burke. Kyle Burke said Moneyball, Apollo 13, The Martian, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, and Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows 1 and 2. He'd have to grab both. I mean, they clearly, come in one case. You, yeah, mean, you couldn't grab one or the other because you'd be like, what happens? I forgot. Well, I'd probably just take now. the second one if I had a choice. I mean, but, yeah, the first one's pretty bad. But, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, well, we can That's allow bad. everybody one, like, pack of movies. Or I, I agree <laughs> with Apollo 13 is an interesting choice. Very good movie. I don't know if I can watch that over and over again. Maybe that's um, what you watch like once a year as a tradition and the rest of it is cycle through the rest still of like every Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> um and then who else do we have on here? We have uh, Joe <coughs> Jerry on. Oh, oh yeah, VIP listener Joe. What did he say? Probably a bunch of uh, Indiana Jones trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Good the Dark Knight trilogy. Let's be honest, Joe. Two of the Dark Knight movies suck. You just go with the, just go with the one good one. All right, oh, Frankie. Arrival. Uh, I guess so. Birdman. Now you're just trying to be artsy. No one cares about how artsy oh, you are in fun, the apocalypse. Man. And then what's that other one? I don't even know. Sicario. That's an excellent movie too. Sicario. It's got Benicio del Toro in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said uh, if it didn't allow those trilogy packs, it would be Birdman, Sicario, Apollo 13, The Dark Knight, and Interstellar. Wow, two people choose Apollo 13. That's interesting and strange, but uh, maybe it's the whole problems like problem solving. You know, you got to solve a problem in the apocalypse. You put in Apollo 13, square peg, round hole, figure it out. You know, we'll do we'll do one more. We have uh, Marie Valley. Is that is that how you say her last name? I don't know. But she said, I don't know. um, Princess Bride. Solid choice. 
Disney's Beauty and the Beast, the animated version, not the new one. Okay, I hear you. Raiders of the Lost Ark, Crazy Stupid Love, and Mr. Deeds. Now, if you're going to pick one Adam Sandler movie to pull, I'm surprised <laughs> that it's Mr. Deeds. I'm very there sneaky. There's definitely a worse one. <laughs> I'm so sneaky. <laughs> uh, oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, like All right, guys. One. Well, um, thanks for listening. Uh, ben, thanks for not being here. We appreciate it. Every once in a while, a break from you is... Uh, is definitely deserved and uh and we're grateful for it uh tim where can people find us frankie that's your job facebook.com slash incredible critics not so easy is it also twitter well you put me on the spot you you can have it written down every week pod yeah three critics pod everybody on the tweet don't forget to go on to itunes hit subscribe give us a rating that helps us get out there gets on the top podcast list that gets more people to start listening to us and really appreciate that and it's super helpful <laughs> space there i don't know it's without not the that music easy, is it tim so well it's not my job frankie's your job you're here all right, we did it. We did it, Ben. Deal with it. it. Papa Ben is proud of us. Oh, Papa, Papa, Papa Ben. ben. Come on. <laughs> so who's excited for Space Jam? What's I'm pumped for Space Jam. Come on and slam, and welcome to the jam. jam. Are they using four-dimensional tesseracts to communicate through the tuniverse uh, back in time to their daughter? We'll never know. Thanos shows up to take over Warner Brothers and steals all the Tesseracts. Yeah, and he also steals all their good plots. Get it? (laughs) Welcome to another edition of Incredible Critics. Incredible not because we're great, but most likely because we are crappy. I don't know where I was going with that. Like that intro. (laughs) Plug that intro. Uh, Thanks, Ben, for that intro that you did before this intro, because that made a lot of sense. Um, Ben is not with us today, but you'll hear him randomly jumping in because he recorded um, everything he wanted to say prior to us recording. Um, I think he thought we wanted him to. I'm not quite sure. And moving on, we put up a poll on Facebook that said... I think we stole it from somewhere. Ben steals a lot of the posts that he makes. That was um, actually the, me. Don't, don't. Yeah, Ben does that. Say ben, stole ben, it. <laughs> ben steals things. Oh, Ben stole it from you? He steals, he steals no, the limelight from someone. Even when he's not on the show. 